Welcome back to My Canning Cellar, Episode 2. As I said in the introduction, I'm not a canning expert. I'm not a prepper or survivalist. I just can because it's fun and it's gotten really addictive and, maybe to some, a little out of hand for just two of us. The way I learned to can was from reading my books, from Facebook groups, and a lot from my sister who has canned for years. Facebook groups can be pretty exciting, they can be fascinating, they also can be rabbit holes. You look up and you realize that hours have gone by. Sometimes it's still daylight, so there's a win. Two of the books I have are the all-new Ball Book of Canning and Preserving and the Amish Canning Cookbook. And I am waiting on getting one from Amazon that I bought used, which is called Canning and Preserving Without Sugar. The two ways that I can are water bath and pressure can. Pressure canning cannot be confused with pressure cooking, two entirely different things. My water bath canner is a Masonly stainless steel water bath canner, 21 and a half quarts. My pressure cooker is a Miro 22 quart. It came with three weights, a 5 pound, 10 pound, and 15 pound. The weights you use will correspond to your sea elevation. For me, I have to use the 15 pound because I'm over 1,000 feet, but I'm under 2,000 feet. How I knew that was because I found out accidentally that I have a compass on my iPhone. If you don't have a compass, you can also use Google Maps. Just pop in your address, your city, and state, and it should tell you what your sea elevation is. When I water bath, because of my elevation, I need to add five minutes to processing time. I also seem to have the queen of all canners, which is an all-American. I was given it by a friend who got it free from a house clean-out. I haven't used it yet, but I plan to this summer. That one has a gauge on it, and that's another learning curve I will need to do. There's other brands out there. You just need to do some research, see which fits your budget and your needs. There are even some electric canners out there. For jars, I have a lot of new and used. The used ones were some that were donated to me when I put out a plea on my Facebook page. And also, we found some in my mother-in-law's barn. I have quarts, pints, 4-ounce and 8-ounce, wide mouth and regular mouth, smooth-sided and emboss-sided. I prefer the smooth side when I can find them, just because it's easier to put a label on. And I prefer the wide mouth because it's easier to get packed food out of, plus it's easier to wash. I wash everything by hand, and so it's easier to put your hand inside a wide mouth jar. Everything I can is stored in my actual dirt floor stone wall cellar. We have a metal shelving unit that my husband affixed to a beam. When I do store my jars, I remove all the rings in case I get a false seal, which means that something could pop up, meaning the lid, and the food pushing the lid up, and the ring is removed so it will allow it to actually pop up and I won't be fooled into thinking that it's sealed. There are three ways I'll recommend for you to find some safe canning advice. One is the National Center for Home Food Preservation. One is the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. And then I have an extension link for you to find your local extension agency. And I will put all these links in the show notes. While I read things that sound interesting, I do stick to my own instincts. 
as to whether I want to follow that person's path, at least for now in my pretty new canning experience. Find a couple sources that you trust and stick to them. It can be really overwhelming because if you go on Facebook groups, as much as they have very invaluable and fun information, for every six people that say do something this way, six people say don't you dare do things that way. For water bathing, I have my jars in a covered pot. You fill the pot with one or two inches over your jars and you don't start timing until it comes to a full rolling boil. Jams, jellies, tomatoes, most things that are acidic, you can can in a water bath. You can put it on a rack or cloth towel if you don't have a rack in the bottom. You do not want your jars to be touching the bottom of the pan. Many folks will water bath anything. I mean, that's the way people did it in the old days. But I only talk about what I do because that's what I know. For pressure canning, I put three quarts of water in and I can double stack my pints or I could triple stack smaller jars. Quarts, I can only do one stack. You let it vent your steam out of the top for 10 minutes and then you put your weight on. And again, I'm only talking about the pressure cooker I have that I'm using right now, the mural that has a weight. Once it starts rocking or dancing around, I turn the heat down to maintain the rocking and then I start my timer. I let it come to the pressure. Mine has a button that pops up when it's at pressure and then it goes down when it's depressurized. When it's depressurized, I remove the weight, I remove the cover, and then I remove the jars. And this is a process that could take 30-40 minutes. You do not want to hurry taking your jars out and you do not want to remove the pressure too quickly because that's how you can get your juices in your jars to siphon up and cause a mess. Whenever you take jars out of a hot canner, always put them on a cloth because a cold countertop or even a cold stovetop can shock and break your jars. After a few hours, after they are on my cloth on a table, I'll check my seals by removing the rings and I'll lift the jars by the seal just to make sure they're on tight. I let them set out for 24 hours before I move to the storage area and I double check the lids. Some of the equipment I have to have, an apron. I am a slob, I have to have an apron. I happen to have an apron that is snap front it is one that my late mom gave me, and it's kind of hokey with vegetables and, and tomatoes on it, but it's my lucky canning one. It makes me think of her. Okay, besides my apron, got to have a canning funnel, got to have a jar lifter, a silicone mitt, oven mitt, a bubble remover, which I have a plastic one, or I'll use the back of a thin wooden spoon. I need a magnetic lid lifter. And dissolvable labels are awesome. Many people will talk about reusing their lids over and over for years. I just started doing that this year. Well, actually, yeah, I was going to say this year because I've only been canning for less than a year. But I only just recently started doing it. And I only do one or two per batch depending on what the food is. I'll always put a check mark on the top with a marker. That way, if they don't seal, I can use that food up as soon as possible. My water bath came with a basket with a handle that loops over the top while you're loading it. But mine would slip back and forth. It really wasn't very safe. 
I used it that way for months until I finally got my husband to fix the handle so that they wouldn't slide. This was only after I had a full rack of filled pint jars that went lopsided because the handle slipped and luckily some foot and I was able to not have any broken jars. Water bath means your jars are covered with at least one to two inches of water. You start your process timing as soon as it stays at a steady boil. With my pressure canner, I put in three quarts of water, and I can do one, two, or three racks full depending on the size of the jars. My pressure canner, the mural, came with two racks. I do want to get a third rack for when I do small jars. Now, if you want to do water bath, you don't have to have a specialized water bath canner. You can use any large pot as long as it's big enough to put the water over your jars. And you also want to remember to put a rack or at least a dishcloth in the bottom of it to keep all your jars off of the bottom of the pan. Another term for canning is cold packed. Sometimes they call it raw pack. That means the food is raw and cold when you pack it into the jars. Hot liquid is added over the raw food sometimes. Sometimes you can put cold liquid over. You never want to put cold jars in a hot canner. And you never want to put hot jars in a cold canner. Hot pack is when your food is either partially cooked or cooked all the way. And it is in a hot jar and it goes into the hot water. When I pressure can, I follow the advice of some who say you do not need to wash your brand new jars first because they will be pressure canned, which means it will be killing any germs within it. When I use a used jar, I'll put them on a cookie sheet in my oven. My oven's at 225, and I leave them in there at least for 10 minutes or longer. And then I pack my hot food into my hot jars. Now I have used the term lid and ring and seal. What I mean is my canning lids are two pieces. There is a flat lid and there is the round ring. Now the lid I've also referred to as a seal. I don't mean to confuse anybody. In days past, the ball lids used to require that you would or boil the lids to make the seal would then adhere better. What I do is I just simmer mine in water for a few minutes and then shut it off. That is where a magnetic lid lifter comes in handy. It is a plastic material with a little tiny magnet on one end of the handle and you just stick it in your hot water. You're able to pull the lids out without worrying about burning your hands. There have been a lot of controversy or concerns about people who can on different types of stoves. I have a gas propane stove, which I just love. I will never go back to an electric stove. And that's not for the canning. I'm able to adjust my propane pretty well underneath my canners. However, because it does get hot in the summertime, my hope is this summer I will be able to have an outdoor propane stove of some sort where I can do the canning outside and not have to worry about heating up the house. So that's it for episode two of my canning cellar. In each episode, I will do a recipe of something that I did can, 
And if it is a recipe I found online, I will put a link in the show notes to it. The recipe that I found in a book, I will let you know which book it was found in. And of course, I'll also rate them, whether I really enjoyed doing it, what kind of trouble I had, what I could have done better, things I might have forgotten to do, and just overall my experience. Thank you so much for coming to my cellar again today. I really appreciate it. And I would really appreciate it if you could take just half a minute and leave me a review. Encouragement is going to go a long way while I sit at this kitchen table. Thank you so much, and I'll be talking to you soon.